Hello, friends. I'm Luke, and I serve on the music team at Holy Family. We continue to hear stories from people like you who listen to the Holy Family podcast and consider Holy Family your church. And whether you're someone who's constantly on the go, hasn't found a church community where you live to which you can belong, or someone who's wondering about the shape of your faith, we are honored to be with you by sharing these reflections from our Sunday liturgies. We rely on the generosity of our congregation, which includes you wherever you listen, to help our ministry achieve and maintain financial health. If this podcast has been a gift to you, would you consider making a contribution so that we can continue offering resources that welcome questions, curiosities, and doubts? You can make a gift by following the link in our show notes. That's at holyfamilyhtx.org. From Holy Family HTX, an Episcopal church for people without a church, this is the Holy Family Podcast, a collection of ideas about leading a Jesus-centered life. We clearly explore the church's understandings while bringing our own questions, curiosities, and doubts, and we never demand fake agreement. Theological exploration is just better that way. So, let's take a moment of silence as we get ready to contemplate today's ideas. A few years ago, at the turning of a year, my wife Allison and I drove out west to spend a few days in the renewing and vivifying presence of wilderness. I think it's a bit of a mark of privilege that some of us actively choose to go into the wilderness, those desert and desolate places removed from modern conveniences and technological connection. We set our email autoresponders to let people know we might not respond instantly to their messages, and we fill our cars with provisions and activities that don't require Wi-Fi connections and venture into the sort of terrain our ancestors spent ages trying to get out of. After a harrowing drive through a winter storm that diverted us from our original destination of Big Bend National Park, we arrived in Carlsbad, New Mexico. On New Year's Eve, we embarked on a six-hour hike to the highest point in Texas, Guadalupe Peak in Guadalupe Mountains National Park. Well, one of us made it to the high point anyway. My crippling fear of heights paralyzed me a few hundred yards shy of the peak, but Allison assured me the views were majestic, (laughs) and I thoroughly enjoyed the rest of our adventure that day, even if I had trouble getting out of bed on New Year's Day when we visited Carlsbad Caverns and descended nearly as far into the earth as we had ascended the previous day. In his hands are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. God was with us at the high point, 
and with us at the low point. I find great comfort in this. Not just comfort, but wonder, awe. The most remote depths of our planet are imbued with the magnificence and vitality of God, and the grandest apexes are likewise God's locale and laboratory. There's no creature so small, no speck of dust so insignificant that it escapes the care and concern of the maker of heaven and earth. Similarly, there's nothing in the universe so large or grand or important that it's beyond the bounds of God. These verses from Psalm 95 remind me that I am not God, which is good news. I am a mere mortal, which means I do not have to do everything. All that's required of me, in the words of the prophet Micah, are to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with my God. Some days this is a more unattainable goal than others. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find my ego getting so large I feel I have to do everything. If I don't create and redeem and sustain everything, who will? Lucky for me, God has already and is already doing all these things. These verses also remind me of ones from my favorite Psalm 139, in which the poet marvels, Where can I go to escape your presence, God? If I ascend into the heavens, you're already there. If I make my bed in hell, you are already there. There is no part of our story, however plain or painful, however dull or intense, that isn't part of God's story. How often have we found ourselves asking, like the travelers in the wilderness in Exodus, is the Lord among us or not? We didn't get into our top school, didn't get the job we wanted. The person we loved didn't love us in return. Is the Lord among us or not? A relationship ended, a beloved died, wars rage. Is the Lord among us or not? Violence against women, people of color, the LGBT community shows no sign of abetting. Is the Lord among us or not? What I would like to say this morning is that our story is a work in progress. There are no spoiler alerts because none of us knows the ending. We aren't the author. God is. So if you don't like where you are in your story today, have faith that God is still writing your story. On the other hand, if you're happy about where you are in the story of your life, have faith. God is still writing your story. Now, I must confess to you that when the bishop called and told me that my first assignment was in Houston, I was ambivalent at best. (laughs) Allison and I loved where we were living in Bastrop and had couldn't had cultivated a beautiful community of friends, but I am so glad that God sent us to Holy Family. 
what a blessing you all have been. You have helped us to lead lives with Jesus Christ at the center. You have loved us, liberated us, and given us life. In difficult moments, you have prayed with us, and in delightful moments, you have rejoiced with us. You have fed us, spiritually and gastronomically. I hope you know how much we love you. Now our story continues as we are preparing to move to Fort Worth in Trinity Episcopal Church. And while we are sad to be leaving you, I cannot wait to see in the years and decades to come how God keeps writing the story of Holy Family. It's a beautiful story. And its beauty will only continue to grow over time. Others have done the hard work, Jesus says, and you have entered into their labor. We enter God's story already in progress, and when we go, the story will continue. Recently, I was reading about Joseph and his brothers, and the writer pointed out that had his brothers not betrayed him, thrown him into a pit, and left him for dead, he would not have ended up in a position of power in Egypt with the ability to respond mercifully on behalf of his people during a time of famine. There is no plot twist so dark it cannot be brought into the light of God's storytelling grace. So keep living out the story God is writing for you. Keep pursuing intimacy with God and worship. Keep creating deep one-on-one connections through dinner groups and other gatherings. Keep enjoying robust theological education. Keep celebrating and supporting the flourishing of the arts because this is a story that Houston needs to hear. This is a story the church needs to hear. This is a story that the world needs to hear. You can find more resources to help you lead a Jesus-centered life at holyfamilyhtx.org. Again, it's holyfamilyhtx.org.